So here's the thing, entrepreneurs, leaders, salespeople, we all want to create consistent, repeatable, and scalable ways to grow our business and our income. And we want to do it better, faster, and more seamlessly. Why? So we can actually enjoy our lives, take vacations, and spend the quality time we want with the people that we love. How do we do all this without spending a fortune or running ourselves ragged? That's the big question, and this show is dedicated to the answer. Tell them who you are and where you're from. Steve Nader from Long Beach, California. Long Beach in the house. Question for you is, when you're looking to buy somebody's business, yeah. how do you structure it, and what are the red flags to look for? Okay, Steve, right? Yeah. Okay, so Steve, grab your seat, because you're going to want to write. So it was interesting yesterday talking about eight, di Hi. eight different ways for you to create geometric growth. One of which is all of you should be looking at 25 to 30 people in your marketplace that are maybe either A, at the tail end of their career, but they got a lot of past clients in sphere, they got a lot of reach, or they've simply become irrelevant to today's consumers because they're unwilling to keep up with innovation, push a button, magic happens. So there's multiple ways to structure this. So Steve, here's the easy one, you ready? You're joining my team. You with me? So I'm, I'm not putting in the market that I bought your business. You're joining my team and we then do 120 days, press releases, announcements, party for their sphere, their past clients, showing the natural passing of the baton, letting them know why we have partnered. Is everybody with me on this? You don't want to come out and say, they sold their business, because then their clients are like, they're out of business. But if you show a partnership, we've joined together, now, Steve, it's the association game. Make sense? Multiple ways that you can do the actual value of the business. Generally speaking, it's gonna be three to max five times on their last 24 months, average, you know, two years profitability. So they made $400,000. They paid, hopefully, 40%, 50% in taxes. They ran all their expenses through it. We would call it your EBITDA, your earnings before interest, taxes, and depreciation. What was your actual profit? So some will say, I would like you to buy the business. I'll join you in a partnership. I'm going to want some shekels up front. You with me? Three to five times an average of the last two years. Make sense? They call it TTM, trailing 12 months. If you drop stuff like that, they're gonna know you know what you're doing. Or they'll have no idea, but you'll know. So last trailing 12 months or 24, 12 months, or 24 months. Second part, if there's gonna be cash up front, you wanna make it as small as possible for all the obvious reasons. And you wanna pay, ready, more at the end of a year or in 24 months. They call it like a balloon payment. Hey, let's just say it's a $100,000 deal. And that would be a lot. I'm going to pay you $25,000 up front. You're going to be on a split. It could be 
This is another part of it, so you're ready to write. If it's a five-year deal, as an example, that they can't just vanish and move to Cuba and never show up again, three-year deal, five-year deal, hey, you're on a 75-25, and my team manages the transaction. We do everything that we do. I might lose money on deals in the first year. Second year, we're 50-50. Third year, 75-25, and then determine how long you want to do that. Now, here's the kicker. You have to give them a number of transactions to close to get the earnout, to get the balloon payment. Now, I can't name the client. This person is in the room. They acquired their biggest competitor in one of their best geographic farms, another legendary agent in their town. That agent and family decided to move to another state. So they actually came to my client and said, we should figure something out. They wrote them a check for a little bit of money up front and then gave them a number. Let's just say that number was, you have to close 20 transactions in the first year. They're in a different state, responsible for making phone calls, following up, taking inquiries, but not going on appointments. Just saying, this is why we partnered with Steve. Make sense? So Steve's gonna show up, we're gonna list the house, I'm gonna manage the transaction, we've been friends forever. Does that make sense? So in their case, it was almost a year and maybe four months ago. The number was, you have to do 20 transactions to keep this thing alive. They did 21 transactions, the person was gone, they added 21 new transactions, and simultaneously in that farm, increased their market share, plus got the other 21. Was that a good deal? What do you guys think? And picked up two assistants from the deal, which made their business even more stable. That's a good thing, we got the staff, and like 1,400 loyal past customers. Make sense? So it was an acquisition on paper, contracts, attorneys, but at the end of the day, they just joined the team. Does that make sense? That's the best way to do it. The negotiation of splits and how long and what they're responsible for, that's gonna be one-on-one. -on -one. But I would argue in this room, and I'm talking to all my clients, you need to be looking at three, five, seven, 10 agents that are maybe towards the end of their career. That's not an age thing. They just, they're, they're aging out of the business. They're becoming irrelevant. Right? They're not meeting the demands of the customers. And you take them to coffee. You use Gino Blafari's 18 questions. You go deep with them, Steve. You get to understand them. You got a shot. You should have four deals in the pipeline, and you should close one or two of them in 2020. Does that make sense? I am so glad you asked that question. Give Steve a big round of applause. Okay, I got only time for one more. I'm going to this side. This side, microphone people, who's got a question over there? Hello, all right, stand up. First of all, where's your daughter? Can, okay, you, tell them who you are, where you're from, and who your daughter is. I'm Craig Smizer from Austin, Texas. Most people just know me as Maddie's dad. You guys all remember Maddie? Maddie got into Baylor 
She's going to be a crushing business student. She came back to back two years to the summit. Her and I had a how much revenue can you create on your cookie business bet? And she has just killed it, right? We still text now and then. It's, I'm so proud of her. Anyway, I'm sorry. I'm gushing. No, no trouble. Question. I don't mind hearing about her. So. <laughs> He's got to be pretty proud. What do you guys think? Oh, yeah. Absolutely. And thank you for doing that with her. Really gave her some clarity. She'll be an entrepreneurship major. So. Love it. My question kind of revolves a bit around that. It is really weird listening to the echo on this. Yes. Anyway, um, my limiting belief is if I spend more time, too much time on the business, I won't have enough with the family. Yes. And how's that limiting belief working out for you? My family life is awesome. It's the business side that I really have never reached where I want to get to. So, Craig. Hey, it's Tom. If you've been listening to me for a while, you've heard me say repeatedly over and over again, we are living in the review economy. That's right. Consumers are making decisions based upon reviews. With that said, I'm looking to get this podcast into the minds of more amazing people just like you. You can help. Would you go to Apple Podcasts and write a review? Tell them what you think. Hey, one star, five stars, make up your own number of stars. Totally fine by me, but please go to Apple Podcast and write a review. It means the world to me. Thanks in advance. Now, let's get back to the show. Everyone, I want everyone to have the kind of life with our families that Craig and I share. And all of our lives is about a game, the game of matching our potential. I want to be on my deathbed knowing that I went level 10 super hard, surrounded by people that I love and they love me. You with me? Like, that's the game. And I, of course, I'd like to be a long time from now. So let me ask you, really, really, what happens in your life if you maintain this pace, not getting to your potential, and take this with love, blaming your family or making them the excuse? What happens in five years if you just maintain this pace? Well, happened in five years is what I could have answered five years ago. Yeah. I mean, business is, business is good. It's not, it's not bad. I know. But it, I just don't get to the point. If I were to go back and look at what I wrote down five years ago for this year, I'm not there. Um, so what could happen is that I'll get to that point. We'll have more financial security. So that, you know, that I guess that, that will give us more trips to take instead of more nights playing cards at home. Uh, but, yeah, it's, I guess the answer is I'm not quite sure. So let's get a little more clarity. I w okay, put your hand on your heart for a second. Close your eyes. And I want you to imagine it's 10 years from today. It's 10 years from today, 
and you're waking up in the morning and you're looking in the mirror and all you see is unused potential. Can you imagine that for a moment? Unused potential. Where is your life? Don't say it in the microphone. Just where is your life 10 years from now? You're looking in the mirror. Kids are out of, you know, out of college. They're living their life. You and your wife together. But when you think about this side of your world, your business, you're reflecting back. What are you saying to yourself about the 10 years of unused potential? Not if you get a sense of what you're saying to yourself. So do me one favor, go deeper. Go to 20 years. It's 20 years from now, surrounded by grandchildren, people you love. But inside, you know you have this itch, this itch of 20 years of unused possibility. How do you feel in that moment? You have always been and will always be an amazing husband and a father, and I know you'll be an extraordinary grandfather. And you have a business side too. You have this genius inside of you that wants to be untapped. And now you're sitting there 20 years in the future, knowing that you missed that, that you didn't take that shot, that you didn't give it your all. I don't know what the conversations would be like with your family when someone was asking you, how do I go all in? What would you be saying to them about your last 20 years knowing you didn't give it your all. Can you feel that? So now take that back to today. With your eyes closed, come all the way back to this room right now. All that emotion can drop. Wiggle your toes just for a second so I know you're there. And now do me a favor. Now let's go five years in the future knowing that you went all in as a husband, as a father, as a friend, as a man of God, and a badass business person. Take that five years in the future as Maddie's graduating and her thesis for her entrepreneurial last, you know, test, last written piece is about her dad about the guy that does it all, who showed her what's possible. How are you feeling in that moment? Now take it 10 years out in the future and everyone around you has seen your spirit and how you're doing it all. The transactions, the millions, the vacations, and a whole life, not busy. You have a full life, my friend. Let's go 20 years in the future. Now you're surrounded by grandkids. 
and family and loved ones. And the team is producing and you're in your favorite vacation home. And everybody's saying, Papa, how did you do it? How did you do it? You have such a full life. Just in your own mind and your heart. What did you say to them in that moment? I want you to lock in, Craig, on that. Because that's what's possible. Just as much as the other possibility. We're all going to live. The question is, in 20 years, is it going to be the itch of what could have been? Or is it the full life of somebody who committed themselves not to one thing, but to all the things that matter to them? all different sides of your identity as a husband, as a lover, as a father, as a grandfather, as a friend, you know, a beautiful person in your community and a badass business person. You have a full life, my friend, and the choice is yours. So what are you going to do? So open your eyes. What are you going to do? We're going to figure it out on the route to get it done. Yes. All in. Yes. Can you give Craig a huge round of applause? Give Craig a huge round of applause. Now. not going to leave you hanging. There's a whole other part of that exercise, which is now we need to write down what are the positive new beliefs and how do I ingrain and align them? Because if he goes back and just acts the same way, all of that was a waste of time. But if I can get him to lock in on both the pain of 20 years out and that itch and that knowing, we lock that in. You're going to make more phone calls. You're going to do more business. You're going to be more efficient on your appointments. And then you're going to come home and you're going to turn your phone off and you're going to be an unbelievable spouse and an unbelievable dad. You're going to live a full life. We don't want to be busy. I'm not busy. Are you busy? I just have a full life. Do you get the difference? I don't want to be busy. I want a full life. I want to have a kick-ass business, great relationships, a super hot smoking wife who's somewhere in the room, two boys. I'm an empty nester. You with me? Full life. If you want more information about this episode, including my show notes, mentions, links, and everything else, make sure you visit tomferry.com slash podcast. That's tomferry.com slash podcast. Thanks again and talk to you soon.